Good morning. We were just having a little conversation up here with each other. Yep. <laughs> Not like we don't get enough time. Well, it's good other. to see all of you out there. Yeah, today. it is. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Easter. Happy he has Easter. risen. Oh, they... Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, how many of you got new clothes on today? I do. I've got a skirt on. I've been to Marshalls, <laughs> man. I've been transformed. <laughs> Everything I got on today is new except my underwear. I was just thinking. Yeah, really? You uh, really look nice, too. Uh, well, you look great, too, wow. there, bud. Are we Where good looking? <laughs> <laughs> We've never done that before. No, I'm going to sit down there. <laughs> he told me up here right before, he said, i got to get loosened up. Well, that did it. <laughs> well, it's awesome, isn't it? We've already had a, a great, well, last night we had a couple of great services. This morning it was freezing cold out there at 6.30, but we watched that sun come up. Did you guys see that sunrise? That was, a God was showing off for us this morning. Well, we have been in a series called Eternity. I mean, what is eternity, and will we really live forever and ever and ever? And uh, we started the series with a message on the resurrection, because the resurrection is the very foundation of everything that we're here for Today. And then we talked about hell. Buddy talked about hell. And I heard our staff using that word casually as we hear it. But uh, we talked about how hell is a real place. And then we talked about well, what really does happen after you die. And so if you haven't seen those messages, you can go online and you can uh, replay those messages and hear, hear those. But today I get to talk to you about something, a place that I've heard since before I can even remember a place called heaven. Heaven. It's a, it's a place that, uh, it's a popular topic. You know, every time we do a funeral, uh, the topic seems to come up. It's, it's popular. People want to know about it, and most people hope to go there. Now, a recent poll showed that 80% of Americans believe that there's a place called heaven. Now, isn't it interesting? Normally, we just hear from the 20% that don't. <laughs> but 80% of Americans in this recent poll showed that 80% of people believe in that there's a heaven, which says to me that deep within the heart of human beings, there's this longing that says there's something grander. This life is great, and we've got great relationships and children, and there's love, but there's got to be something more. Do we just die and go into the earth and that's it? And, and people ask those. It conjures up all kinds of questions. The word heaven is used in the Bible more than 600 times. So it must be a topic that God wanted us to know about. And it raises all kinds of questions in our minds. Is it really a place? And what's it really like? Well, the Bible gives us answers to those questions. We can't go into all of the answers today, but we're going to look at the really important one about heaven being real. Now, Jesus, the one that we celebrate here today, the one that was resurrected, who died on the cross for each one of us and resurrected, Jesus himself said that, it was, it, that it's a place. 
And on the night before he was crucified, you remember what happened there? We had the Last Supper on Thursday night. We celebrated that Last Supper and communion together. And he spoke with his disciples. He brought them together and he said this to them. They didn't know quite what was going on. But Jesus himself said to his disciples, and he says to us here today, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me, Jesus said. He said, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I'd have told you so. And he said to them, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare that place for you, I'm going to come back. And I'm going to take you with me to where that place is. Because I want you to be with me, not just on this earth, but forever and ever. So Jesus calls heaven a place just as real as New York City, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. A place just as real as that home you left this morning and the one that you'll return to probably this afternoon. And in the Bible, it sometimes compares heaven to a mansion with many rooms. I remember my mom, when I was a little girl, she'd get on the piano and she'd go, I've got a mansion just over the hillside. Well, my mom knows now for sure about her mansion. And the Bible also talks about heaven as an enormous city. His throne is there. God's throne is there. There are angels that are there. And we who know him belong there. Just like many of us have citizenship in the United States, we who know him have citizenship in heaven. In Philippians, it says so. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Heaven is a real place where Jesus is right now. And he's preparing a place. He walked on this earth, and then he went to prepare a place for you and I. Now, the Bible gives us some details about heaven in the Psalms, and I put this in your notes so that you could uh, take those and go through your Bible at some point, or you can do that right now on your app. Uh, in Psalms, it says, heaven is God's dwelling place. It's where God is. In Acts, it says, it's where Christ is today. We talked about that. In Philippians, it says, it's where Christ followers go when we die. When we leave this earth, it's where we go. In John, it says, it's the Father's house. Jesus called it the Father's house. And in Hebrews, it says, it's a city that was designed and built by God. Now, we think this earth is beautiful because God created it, and it's beautiful. Imagine what he has when you take all of the evil and the ugly and the sin away. And it says in Luke that it's paradise. Now, in Revelation, it really gets down. In chapters 21 and 22, it talks about how beautiful it is. And it, it's, it talks about the brilliance of heaven. It's described as a precious jewel, clear as crystal. Now, I look at these... I called them little diamonds last night, and then, uh, <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I, I had, to change, had, had to change that a bit. And sometimes when I come up here to pray and I'm like this, it's like these lights, 
ladies, if you want to put your diamond under these lights, I mean, it is just, the sparkle of it is just, it's just incredible. <laughs> and all these tiny little diamonds, they shine. <laughs> this actually wasn't the original one. That one, uh, there's a story behind that. But <laughs> anyway, let's get back to heaven. The walls... <laughs> the walls are made of jasper, that's fine uh, 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 stones. The city is pure gold. It's clear as glass, and the foundation of the walls that go around that city at the base of the foundation are, are gems and jewels, and they sparkle. The streets of the city are paved with gold, and there are 12 gates, and each one of those gates is a pure pearl. You've heard of the pearly gates, right? Well, it's really true. It's what the Bible says, 12 gates and their pearl. It says the river of the water of life is crystal clear, flowing from the throne of God. Now, Buddy and I hiked the Grand Tetons. That's another story. But the water that came down out of there, and I've seen some crystal clear lakes. And I'm telling you, I can't even imagine what it must be like in heaven the water that's crystal clear. And the tree of life is there, and the leaves are there for healing the nations. The city has no sun or need for sun or moon, although I love the sun. Did you see that moon last night? Incredible. God's glory provides all of the light, and we think that's beautiful. Imagine what God and his glory will provide. It's a place of unsurpassing splendor. It's hard to imagine, really. It's impossible for us to imagine. Our minds are way, way, way too finite to even grasp the beauty of heaven. Well, there was this rich man, and he was negotiating with God. He was on his deathbed, and uh, he was asking God, God, would you just allow me to take just a little bit of my earthly treasures with me when I go to heaven and and God's reaction was, well, this is most unusual because you know the rules. And he says, he said, but you know what? You have been exceptionally faithful. And so I'm going to grant you permission to uh, bring along just one suitcase, one suitcase. Well, the time arrived and the man goes to the pearly gates. Remember those? And uh, he pre presents himself, and he, he's carrying a suitcase. So he's actually carrying it with both hands because it was so heavy because he stuffed as many bars of gold bullion into that suitcase as he possibly could. And St. Peter says, well, I'm sorry. You know the rules. You can't take it with you. And he said, but I talked to God, and God told me that I could just bring one suitcase. And he said, okay, and I guess St. Peter's like TSA. He said, I'm going to have to go through that bag. <laughs> and, and so he gives, him, he, he gives it to him, and he takes the suitcase, and he opens it. And he sees these gold bars in there, and he asks curiously, he says, you brought pavement? It always takes a little while. <laughs> but this little story illustrates that the things that we value so highly on this earth will be used to pave the streets. Here's another great thing about heaven. It's a place of no mores. Have you ever thought about that? 
It's a place of no mores. In Revelation 21, it says he'll wipe every tear from our eyes. It says in there that there will be no more death. There will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Because all of those things will be passed away. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Can you imagine the buckets of tears that collectively we have cried? There will be no more tears in heaven. So let's take that a bit further of all the no mores. There will be no more pollution. The skies will always be crystal clear. They'll always be clean. There will be no more crime, no more of that tape crime tape, no more violence, no more wars, no more terrorists. We won't have to hear about that anymore. And there will be no political ads. Are you ready for that? <laughs> no more political ads. There will be no more drug pushers. There will be no more child molesters. There will be no more parents that kill their children. There will be no more potholes. There will be no more traffic, and you won't need that easy pass, as though that was going to make it easy for us, right? <laughs> you won't need that. There won't be any power outages, no more natural disasters, tsunamis, earthquakes, all of that. There will be no more regrets, no more remorse, no more bitterness, no more failure, no more suffering. There will be no more divorces, no more lives torn apart. There will be no more feelings of loneliness, emptiness. You will never feel unloved again. There will be no more need for eyeglasses. Sorry, Dr. Church, if you're in here. There will be no wheelchairs. There will be no braces. No more need for false teeth. You can do away with them. And some people choose this, but no more baldness. No more hearing aids, no more crutches, no more makeup, no more having to shave my legs. You're going to love that one. <laughs> no more hospitals, no more nursing homes, no more paramedics, no need for CPR anymore. No more doctors, sorry, Dr. Tim, <laughs> no more Advil. No more flu shots, no accidents, no cancer, no heart attacks, no AIDS, no more. No more poverty, no more dirty drinking water, no more senior care facilities, no more funerals, no funeral homes, because we will never die. Now, is there anything that I missed? What would you say, no more? Last night, a little uh, middle school boy that was, he said, no more showers. <laughs> and then I had ma a mom right here that said, no more bickering children. <laughs> Anybody else have anything? No more dieting, because we're going to have the body. <laughs> Any others? No more bills. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, here's one more no more. You may or may not like this one. According to Matthew, in Matthew 22, Jesus said this, there will be no more marriage. And you go, yes. And other people, oh. 
It says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry or are given in marriage, but are like angels. So everybody's looking at each other and saying, you're such an angel. Yet in heaven, here's the thing, whether you like that or not, here's what you can be confident of. There will be no lack of love, no lack of joy, no lack of pleasure. You know, I've been to some beautiful places on this earth. I've been to Rio de Janeiro. It's awesome. I've seen Ecuador and so lush in those mountains. And when I went to Ireland, it was like the whole perimeter of that island. My eyes just popped out of my head. It was so gorgeous. Hawaii, you've been there. I've seen some beautiful places on this earth. And I picture heaven as that kind of beauty magnified, only take out all the ugly, take out all the evil, all of that taken away. Imagine the beautiful parks, the rivers, the green lush fields, the flowing streams. And Easter, Easter flowers are always in bloom, but there will be no more allergies. No more allergies. You know, it's it, the fruit trees, a place where children laugh and play, a place that's filled with happy conversations, and your style of music wherever you want it, whenever you want it. The Bible says that heaven is a real place and that it's filled with real people. It's a place promised for anyone of any age who willingly makes Jesus their entry point. We'll meet people there that we've only read about. Noah, Moses, Sarah, Abraham, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Billy Graham, he's not there yet, but we'll meet him there. My mom and dad are there. And all of the loved ones who accepted Jesus as their Savior. And all of the children... All of the children who died way too young on this earth will be there. See, heaven is the promise that God has given us. It's the promise, and he's building it. He built it for us. And when we enter that city, we will never die again. It's where our wildest dreams will come true. Our minds can hardly conceive of what it's all about. I've heard about this before I can even remember, and it's the same story from the same Bible that I've heard all of my life. It's where there will be peace, and everything will be complete. So there you have it. Heaven, one of the greatest promises that's given to all of mankind. But here's the thing. Either you believe what the Bible says or you don't. Either you believe that it's real or you believe that it isn't. And every single person here and on the face of the earth and online, every child, every teen, we get to choose what we'll believe. Every person. So the question is, just suppose, just suppose that it is real. The question for us is, are you prepared? Are you ready? Well, they're great questions that we all have to answer someday. And 
and we all have to come to grips with it. Are you ready? You had a little boy last night that said, he spoke, the same little guy that said no showers. He said, well, how do you get there? You know, and that's a great question too. But here's the wonderful truth about Easter. You know, is the, the wonderful truth is that God has made it easy for us to go to heaven. He's made it easy for us to go to heaven. You see, God did the hard part. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, and, and Jesus did his part to die on a cross for each of us. So on Easter weekend, we celebrate like crazy. We've been here like 20 years, and every Easter we have celebrated like crazy. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for our sins, and when we die, we get to go to heaven, and that's like a Super Bowl celebration to me. That's even grander than a Super Bowl celebration. That's even grander than when the Redskins beat the Cowboys almost always. <laughs> anyway, I can't get off on that today, but did you see those Kentucky Wildcats go down last night? Anyway, um, I got to keep going. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no one comes to the Father except through me. And then he goes on to say, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he shall be saved. Now, Jesus is not only the way to heaven, he is the door to heaven. And so if you want to go to heaven, you got to go through the door, mark Jesus Christ. You see, there is no other entrance into eternity, into heaven, than through Jesus Christ. There's no other name. There is no other way. No matter what anybody wants to say, there is no other way. I, I read a story this week about Dr. D. James Kennedy, who has passed. He was a former pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And he was visiting President Reagan uh, one day in his office at a meeting. Anybody of you, how, how many of you were alive when President Reagan was the president? Okay, just one, uh, those of you who weren't alive, he was the president. And, and, and Mr. Dr. Kennedy said, Mr. President, suppose you were to die tonight and you found yourself standing at the door of heaven. And as you're standing at the door of heaven, uh, uh, and God would say to you, Mr. President, why should I let you into heaven? What answer uh, uh, would, he, uh, would you give to that? Dr. Kennedy asked the president. What answer would you give to that? Now hang on for a minute and I will tell you how the uh, president answered. But first let me, let me ask you, how, how would you respond? Picture this in your mind if you can. You're standing at the pearly gates of heaven. And they're all, and, and the pearly gates are looking all beautiful, and, and you peer through the gates and, and you go, wow, this is greater than I even imagined. And you just can't wait to get inside. But before you go in, there stands God. And He Himself asks you, why should I allow you into heaven? Now, the question of asking me, it would stop me in my tracks. And, and it would stop you in your tracks because you probably would say, oh my goodness, I got to get this right because my eternity, where I'm going to spend eternity, hangs on my answer. What will you say? Now let's go back to the White House. Dr. Kennedy says the 
uh, the president thought for a moment, and then he answered, and he said, well, I, I guess I have to answer with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, now whosoever means whosoever, so that means whosoever, any one of us who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right, life. Now, that's a great answer. Because in reality, it's our only hope of getting into heaven is through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why Easter is so important. That's why we celebrate Easter every year. That's why millions and millions and millions of people around the world are celebrating Easter this morning. So let me get personal for a moment. Heaven forbid, but let's just say that you would die today. Now, I, I'm hoping and believing no one will, but just say you die today. Do you know for certain, do you know for certain where you would spend eternity? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? We all have to come to grips with that. This, this question is too important for you or I to just say, well, I think I will. I mean, it's too important to just think you will. It, it's, it's way too important to say, well, I hope I will. Because you know what? If you don't answer the question right, if you're wrong, you're going to be wrong for a long, 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 long time. And so we need something more solid to stand on than, hey, God, I've been a good person. I'm better than that person. And the reality of Easter the reality of Easter and Resurrection Sunday is we have something more solid to stand on. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. One of the great old hymns of the church says it best. I always get the great old hymns. Let's stand together and we'll see who knows this one because it's the, it's the foundation. My hope is built on nothing less then Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Here it is. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking. Sing that chorus again. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All yes, it is. You may be seated. If you want to go to heaven... You must, you have to place your hope on the solid rock of Jesus and his blood and his righteousness. And the question is, are you standing on the solid rock this morning? Are you wholly leaning on Jesus' name? One final thought and then we'll celebrate. Here's what you got to know. You will not go to heaven by accident. It's not going to be going, you're not going to die and wake up and go, whoops, I'm in heaven. You see, heaven is, a, is God's prepared place for prepared people. We prepare for heaven, and then, we, then God prepares heaven for us.
You will only go to heaven if you're prepared to go to heaven, and you get prepared by putting your hope on Jesus Christ, the solid rock. And if you put your hope on anything else to get to heaven, it is only sinking sand. And on the day that you and I stand before God, if we put our hope on anything else other than God, it will let us down. What are you putting your hope in? You see, if we make it to heaven, it will only be by the death and resurrection of Jesus. So what about you? When the lights go out on your life, and they will, what will happen to you then? You know, we will all die. I'm 100% certain of that, that we'll all die. Are you ready? I am. I am. What about you? You might ask, well, what do I do to be ready? I want to be ready. Well, last week I said I was going to do my very best to share the gospel good news in the very clearest way that I could. And so as I was thinking about that this week and praying about that, I, I decided to invite a man who many of you know, at least you know of, and respect. It's a man that shared the good news more times than anyone I know and the clearest of anyone I know. This man has been an evangelist most of his life and his name is the Reverend Billy Graham and I invited him to be here with us today. And I didn't put it in the ads or anything because I didn't want this place to be run over with people. <laughs> but he's here today by video. Watch this. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm looking forward to it with great anticipation because of what Jesus did on that cross. He died for us, but he was raised by God. And you'll notice that when the disciples went out after the cross and the resurrection, it says they went out preaching that Jesus was alive and that because he lives, we too are going to live someday in that same resurrection glory. We all die. I'm not going to escape it. I don't want to escape it. I want to go. The vast majority of my life has already been lived. My record has already been made. I don't have very much longer. I know that. Some of my closest friends and relatives, and especially my wife, are already in heaven. And because of the hope we have in Jesus, we can all be in heaven someday forever. But first, there must be a decision here and now in this life. A radical change must take place before you can get into heaven, before you can be accepted by God. You say, well, what do I have to do? You must repent of sin. You repent and you believe. Believe in Christ and you receive him in your heart and say, Lord Jesus, come in and he'll come in.
You don't have long. You'll be in eternity. And the decision you make tonight may decide where you'll be. Do you know Christ? Are you ready? Today, I'm asking you to put your trust in Christ. If you'd like to receive Christ, you can pray a prayer like this. You can pray a prayer like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. I repent from my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you. As my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall never die. Never die. we stand, please? So again, I want to ask you today is, if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ, that you would put your trust in him right now. And you can do that by praying this prayer. Maybe you prayed it with Billy Graham right there, but you can pray this prayer with me. If you, if you have never put your trust in him and you're not certain of your eternity, if you're not certain whether you'll go to heaven or hell, if you pray this prayer and acknowledge Jesus Christ and the authority of his words, you'll be in heaven. You'll put your trust in him. Or maybe you've walked away from God and you need to recommit your life to him. You just pray this prayer with me. Now I'm going to pray and then you pray after me. You don't have to pray out loud, you can, but pray with all of your heart. Let's pray. You ready? Let's go. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask you right now, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. And I repent of my sins right now. Jesus, I invite you into my heart and my life right now. Jesus, I want to follow you the rest of my life as my Savior. In Jesus' name, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, just for a moment, no one looking around, this is the most important decision you've ever made in your life. I made mine on Easter Sunday, 1980. And if you made that decision today, I want you to acknowledge it today publicly to Gay and I, because everybody else's head's going to be bowed and no peekers. We're just going to do this so that you can acknowledge before God and witness before us that you prayed that prayer and you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ loves you and that he saved you today. And you're going to heaven when you die. Think of that. Woo. So if all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer with me, would you just slip up your hand in one moment? Just slip it up. Wow. Wow. You can put it right back down. God sees your hand. That's the important thing. Wow. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up and put it right back down. 
Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Just put it up, put it right back down. One more time. Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hands over here. God bless you. And in the back, I see your hand back there, man. God bless. Wow. Jesus is here. Father, I thank you for those that have acknowledged you today and have raised their hand and said, I believe in Jesus. And Father, when they die, they're going to heaven. Will you, just, will you just let them know in their heart today that that's so? The Bible tells us so, but God, you tell us so as well. So I thank you for every person that raised their hand. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing and what you have done this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want to say to you real quickly, if you raised your hand this morning, it's really, really important thing I want to ask you to do. We're going to celebrate in a minute. Gail, talk to you about that. But before you leave today, we have a wristband. And on this wristband, it tells you what Jesus did for you. And it's a reminder every day when I look at my wristband that Jesus died for me. It reminds me of the commitment I've made to him. And also it has a little brochure with it. It's very important information on that. That will just explain to you in better detail than I can explain to you what Jesus did for you today. We want you, if you prayed that prayer today, we want you to have one of those. we got two tables set up in the back, and I know it's going to be crowded, but it's okay. And then up front, there will be a pastor that you can come up front after, after when we dismiss. But don't leave today if you prayed that prayer. It's the most important decision you made. And if you don't nurture that decision, you'll find yourself next Easter in the same place you were this Easter. Okay? God bless you. We love you. Hands went up all over this place. Buddy and I were privileged to be able to see that. We're going to be praying for you. Let's give God a hand. There's a resurrection today. That means there's new life. New life. We are resurrected. He is risen. Yes, indeed. So, you know, if you've ever been here at Salem Fields before at Easter time, we kind of like to party a little bit, okay? We like to have fun, loosen up. Even though I've got a dress on, I can still do that. And uh, we're just going to have some fun here. You're going to get a little wristband that'll glow. And when that comes around, you break it and shake it, and you'll get some color. And you put that on your wrist, and that's the one that you put in the air. And we're going to celebrate together, okay? Band, are you guys ready? Here we go. All right, loosen up. Everybody loosen up. Let's celebrate. <laughs> 